Hi, I'm Justin. Also, I hate the way my voice sounds, so if you can like do whatever Photoshop does to voices, make me sound awesome. And this is my lovely friend. The beauty in the eyes of the beholder. And it's just about getting into the seat of being the beholder. Haley. I don't think you have to be particularly perceptive. I just think you have to look up. This podcast is mostly just her telling me stories. If you expose yourself to the possibility that this might be really awkward, there, there could be something just really cool on the other side of it. She thinks that her life and way of looking at things are... Oh, I thought I was kind of waiting on you. I thought you were getting your stuff ready. You're waiting on me? Pretty normal. You got to edit out all the misinformation about the Amish. Maybe you can relate. I would like a chance to re-sing the Amish paradise. <laughs> if you want lighthearted stories... All right, you want to talk about goats? And stream of consciousness... I just woke up and needed some friends, and so I bought them. Then you're gonna like the Sunny Side Up podcast. Sunny Side Up, Sunny Side Up, Sunny Side Up, Sunny Side Up. So, if you're at all like me, you may feel that you're living in a world that can be a bit overwhelming and confusing at times. I'm also a huge fan of podcasts, documentaries, docudramas, stories, and of just information in general. Between all of that, and the social media and news, sometimes our brains can feel like they're on overload. Haley and I hope that this podcast can be something of an anecdote to all of that, like little jello shots of joy and distraction. None of it is too serious or really too informative. Mostly it's just two friends who have conversational chemistry talking about whatever enters the minds of relatively ADHD people. We hope you enjoy. Females have become more prevalent and uh, they're great drivers because mm -hmm. women are typically more conscientious, follow rules better, blah, blah, blah. So yeah, that's actually, that's actually really cool. Um, I have a question on the whole GED slash diploma thing. And I don't want everybody to game the system too hard, but I'm trying to think how many jobs in my life after I told them I had a diploma, I can't think of very many that ever asked me to go get it and prove it. Yeah, right. My question is, could you wander through life getting jobs and starting businesses and doing whatever, never having a GED or a diploma, and as long as you're able to function, like read, write, the read, write, arithmetic, whatever, three R's at a proficient, decently proficient level. I'm not sure you need one. I think, yeah, depending on the job that you're applying for. Right. Like, no, I know. I, some I, will ask to see a transcript, but probably. Transcripts are college. I never went to college, so I know. No one but, ever asked for transcripts. But even like a high school diploma, I mean, are they going to call and verify? I doubt it. Yeah. I don't. I never worked in HR, so mm. I don't know. I don't know how prevalent the practice of calling and verifying those. Well, and I mostly worked are, in but... like sketchy sales jobs so they really don't care yeah at all so you could probably and i feel like trucking might be out. the same yeah trucking they typically don't like this this one did but i'm sure that there are so many that don't so they were going to verify this trucking company you think she got this job probably by virtue of going through a CDL program at the school where mm -hmm. she was getting her GED simultaneously got it, earning got it. her CDL Fair. so that the moment that she finished, she mm -hmm. had both certifications Boom. and was employable. I love it. Do other trucking companies require it? I don't know, but I would, it's not required. Everybody requires it. It's do they verify, do they verify it? it? And That's my that question. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So here's the encouragement to the underachiever out there. 
if you don't have one, don't let that stop you from going for the the job of your dreams. Because tell them we've you never it. been vetted. We've never been vetted, <laughs> yeah. and you've been to college. Yeah, just lie. Right. If, if you're lacking in qualifications, right. just become a liar. That's how it you seems, overcome it. Thank you. <laughs> it seems like the cure to this is like you know everybody wants the secret to life. Like here's what the rich know that you don't know, or or here's what doctors know that you don't life know. hack. <laughs> the life hack number three hundred two. Lie about it. By <laughs> Haley. But, to, no, by the way, is this is this my po- name's not going on okay, that one? My, <laughs> that that the, one was not that mine. One, no. She is distancing herself. This is Haley rapidly backing up, backing away from this piece of terrible <laughs> life advice. Is, is do we? Is this the Haley and Justin, the Justin and Haley, the H and J or the J and H show? We need an alias for that. Jim. For that terrible piece <laughs> like, of advice. So, yeah. I'm I'm pretty good at giving bad advice. Like it's a gift. Um, I don't I don't give bad advice. I'm just bad at giving advice. Ooh, th- and that is it's a different, different. That there there is yeah. a subtle but significant difference there. Mm, yeah, what what I finally What makes you bad at giving advice? Cuz I'm really good at giving bad advice or just advice in general. Some of my advice is good. Well, people are, are asking advice. What they're usually asking is how do I stop what I, this hurt mm, that I'm feeling? Right. And so what I want to do is tell them how to stop the hurt that they're feeling. And that's not always the advice that they need. Mm. Like I want people to feel better about. So like I would whatever's... say just eat like a lot of ice cream. And then what would yours be? Probably eat a lot of ice cream. Oh, but see, okay. If... Which is maybe going to make you feel better, but it's not going to solve your problem. If your problem's money or lactose intolerance or mm. weight gain or whatever. If it's all three of those, yeah, that would be yeah. a deputy advice. But like the, the, the hard love, or mm-hmm. I mean the tough love, yeah. the hard advice, yeah. I would like to think that I'm good for that, mm-hmm. but I'm not always good for that. Do you, because you, do you tend to drift then into, wait, what makes you bad at it? I just don't like for people to struggle and if i tell them something that's going to make them struggle worse it makes it's me oh, yeah, yeah it can make me feel bad i worked yeah. in the law office for a hot minute and that also was not my spiritual gift yeah. um algebra and legal things yeah but there were no windows in the office and that is part that's of what hard. i blame for that being a bad experience but everybody that came in there had problems mm-hmm. and they were coming to see if I could help them solve their problems, which sounds like they're coming in there for advice, but they're not. They're coming in there um, for a hitman. Mm. Like they're just trying to find like a gun for hire, not necessarily uh. not necessarily to commit crimes. I didn't do any criminal work, but they're coming in to say, uh, I don't want your advice. I want you to fix all my troubles. Mm. Most of the time, their trouble is that they don't have enough money for whatever the situation is, or mm. somebody wants their money for some other situation. It almost always comes down to not enough resources of mm. some sort or the other. And so they come to the lawyer looking for that kind of help, and you can't get them exactly what it is that they need mm-hmm. because the resource is limited to begin with. So even if you help the situation, it's not – the extent of help that the person wanted, plus you have to charge for your assistance. And since you didn't give them exactly what they wanted, mm. then they're bitter about having to pay you anything. Uh, and they're bitter about how much you expect. And you've already cut your fees because you feel guilty about what whatever mm. your hourly rate was. And so they, you didn't have any enemies before the situation began, right? You're just minding your own business in your windowless mm. office. Mm. And then mm. a person comes in with problems and they're angry at somebody else and you have to be their attorney against this other person. So that other person dislikes you. That other person's attorney sees you as an adversary. Mm. 
And then when the bill rolls in, even your client dislikes you. And so at the end of the day, you leave your windowless office with three people that you didn't even know at the start of the day now disliking you. And it's like every day you just exponentially more and more people adversarially against you. You could probably be an adoption lawyer and maybe the experience would have been different, but just general. What type of lawyer were you? Was it like criminal or? No, no criminal work. Um, Very little litigation even. It was mostly what we would call chancery practice, which was like land disputes and um, some family and estate matters. I tried to avoid divorce law, but that is what. Civil stuff is hard, man. Yeah, tax law. Mm. Tax law. So most everything boiled down to um, a competition for resources. I have some stuff and somebody else wants my stuff Mm -hmm. or somebody else has the stuff that I want or somebody thinks they have a right to it. And how do we we protect this asset? It was kind of negative. I wish I'd have just gotten a job at a bakery. Yeah. People don't come in there for sad reasons. No, but I've heard from people who worked in actual bakeries that some people are really rude about how they want their cake. Like one of the guys I know who who worked in a bakery, actually I think he still works in a bakery, he's like, some people are the nicest people ever, but other people like walk in and they'll like point and be like, I want you to make that for me. And they won't even like engage with him as a human being. They're just like pointing at stuff, treating him like somehow because he's in a bakery, he's a lesser than. So I feel like, I mean... I, I, I'm guessing that there probably is less negative experiences in the bakery than than what you were developing this long list of people that uh, were very adversarial to you. But I just I want to I just wanted to stand up for the bakers in the world and say I don't think we your job. We recognize your plight. Yeah, yeah, we, you're you're not without conflict yeah. as well. No, that's true. I worked in a snow cone stand, and there's gripers everywhere. Okay. So I I get you. I will bring my snow cone slinging experience to the table and say yeah. In, yes, in fact. Did you bake your snow cones? Did not actually bake a snow cone. Okay. Make a snow cone? Well, I mean, we went from bakery to snow cone. I was trying to figure, I just wanted to figure out like how closely. Food service. Being a food service. Just in general. Just in like general. Like exchanging okay. a happy product in exchange for money. I guess that's where I was going. I like that. Like a snow cone generally is synonymous with like a happy, a happy experience. Yeah. I feel and like And people will still complain about it. Really, like what? It's too cold. It doesn't. Not enough juice. Too much juice. It's messy. Don't like this flavor. Mm. What do you mean? This is watermelon. This doesn't taste like watermelon to me. You know, just any number Stuff of like things. That, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Pe- people are gonna people. People yeah. are gonna people. Yeah, that's people. And are I can people. handle that. Yeah. Um. Well, and I would think that yeah, versus being in the law office, you probably. There's just different levels of dissatisfaction yeah. that I was capable of absorbing. Yeah. And if you're unhappy with your snow cone. Sorry about that. Yeah. And you can even be mildly rude about it. But you're not going to carry a long term grudge about a snow cone versus like if my brother and I are fighting over land and you charge me and you don't help me. Now I'm like, Haley's. Well, not. even the product itself is negative. So, you, mm, so at mm, least mm. in the snow cone industry, like the product is happy. Yeah, that's fair. But with the legal you know stuff, it was done. just problems. You're only dealing with problems all the time and everybody else's problem. If you're I, even, I just solved it remotely empathetic it becomes if you ever work in a windowless basement in a courthouse again trying to be in untenable situations put a snow cone stain in there and when they're really unhappy either sell them or potentially give them a snow cone and be like i know you're having a bad day buddy fighting over this trust 
but here's a snow cone. Like encourage them, encourage them with that happiness, and it could bring them around. Yeah, no, and I, you know, the windowless law office did actually also have the windowless basement, and do you know what mm. we had in it? Not snow not, cones. Not a snow cone. Okay. Body parts in jars, right? No, this is real? Yeah. So the man that I worked for had this gigantic office, and the basement area um, was filled with these body parts in jars because he... How does does one acquire body parts in jars? Like, is he a serial killer and just wants to kind of show off bits and pieces of his work, or how does does that work? He was uh, renting an office space to a man who was a... I just blanked on the name for the medical profession, but he took a lot of tissue samples and he mm. and he did the tests on it. Okay. So he stored his samples. He paid to store his samples in the basement, right? Mm. And so long after the doctor uh, quits practicing and leaves, he just kind of forgot that he had all these samples down there in this basement, which we affectionately refer to as the dungeon. As you should. And the back door of the dungeon fronted into like an alley. Can a back door front to something? The back door opened mm. to an alley. And these, like one night, these kids were um, just vandalists. I don't know. Right. They they enter the dungeon. Yes. Yeah, they broke into the dungeon. That would Yeah, so and scary. they ran home and told their parents about all of these body parts <laughs> and jars in the scary basement. And what a creeper my lawyer boss must have been to no, have all have these body them. parts and jars. They were freaking out. And uh, I think they ended up calling the police Good. to come and check it out. And it's like, well, you just busted on yourself for trespassing. Right. Well done. Um, World's dumbest criminals. Yeah. And then we had five. all this like lawfully held <laughs> contractual <laughs> right. agreement for all these body parts in jars. I would have told these kids promptly, like, listen, you break in again. Parts of you. That's right. Like a mafia threat. Right. Like you're just like, hey, listen. <laughs> you're next. Yeah. That's the last kid who broke right. into like, the dungeon. You see how this goes. That's like, that's how you keep your, your law office safe. They could need some therapy after that. I mean, refer them. Is a pathologist the person who would have been collecting those samples? I'm, I'm, I'm tr- trying to remember what type of doctor it was, but that's... Well, your uh, dermo something or other probably is in there, right? Because derm, derm... It wasn't skin... I don't remember. Skin. Yeah. What's and I didn't have the yeah. pleasure of disposing of the samples. That would have been fun. The um, the CPA that worked with us actually was tasked with that. And she said it was terrible because some of the jars had busted over the oh. years. And so you're like reaching in and just touching. And it kind of like when they open the mummy's tomb and the curse gets exposed. And oh, you yeah. just think what has been unleashed in this yeah. from into this law office of joys. But, yeah. again, things that make you need therapy. Yep. Which I'm all about therapy. I'm yeah. all about therapy. Yeah. Um, I have, it is right up there with vitamins as difficult things to shop for. Mm. But the time that I did try, I was I was looking in the closest thing to a helpful therapist that I could find in my particular area at that particular time was a guy who claimed to be a hypnotherapist. Ooh, those are dangerous. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. And because I'm not scared of much, but hypnotherapy scares me. It's it. Yeah. But I was also pretty desperate. So I was like, we'll give it a try. But I was not like unwitting about the danger. So I asked my sister-in-law to go with me because I didn't yet know about rape whistles that might have made me feel a lot better. So I just took her instead. And she sat outside. But wait a minute. If you're being if you're under hypnosis. 
Oh, Even that's if true. you have a rape whistle, it would have been. I don't know moot. that would work. You're exactly right. The impotent rape whistle. So yeah. I just asked my sister-in-law to go with me. Fair. And she like sat outside the door, but it turned out I was not a good candidate for hypnotherapy. I could not. I could not disengage. Mm. I was like, nope, sorry, mm. too uncomfortable. Yeah. So I, I didn't make a follow-up visit. Nice. Yeah. That's the way it goes. Hello, lovely friends. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. And it would mean the world if you would tell other people about this podcast and maybe even spam your social media accounts with just how much you're enjoying it. If you are, of course. Also, commenting and rating us on whatever platform you're downloading or streaming from is incredibly helpful to a little startup podcast like this one. On the other hand, if you are dissatisfied with your listening experience, please leave all of that hate on someone else's podcast, just maybe to confuse them a little bit, right? But most of all, we hope you keep looking up and looking for the sunny side of life.